Proverbs chapter 11, starting at verse 23. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Whoever seeks good, good finds favour, but evil comes to one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fail, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. So you've got six proverbs for the price of one there. Okay, 2 Corinthians, chapter 8 and the first 15 verses. The section is titled, The Collection for the Lord's People. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then, by the will of God, also to us. So we urge Titus, he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I'm not commanding you but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it to the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his might, through his poverty, might become rich. And here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year, you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now, finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, 
not according to what one does not have. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality, as it is written. The one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. May God bless his word. Thank you very much, Brian, for such a beautiful reading. I think with that alone, the sermon has already been preached because it's very, very you know, clear what the scripture is saying about giving and about receiving. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will speak to us even as we reflect on your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, for granting us the privilege of receiving your blessings and also of giving back. Lord, may we continue to grow in this grace of giving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. I want how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of my little friends. Who is number one? Who's going to be number one? Yeah, come, just come, just keep going. Number one, yeah, stand there. Number two, yeah, stand there. Number three, yeah, stand there. Number four. Yeah, stand there. Number five. Yeah, stand there. Number six. Yeah, stand there. Number seven. Yeah, stand there. All right, come and join them. Just, just stand with me here, okay? Don't worry. Now, you will hold that up so that they will see what you've got with you. And what is this letter? E. And which one is this? H, and which one is this? A, and which one is this? S, and which one is this? V, and which one is that? T, and which one is that? R. Okay, let's begin to work out. What do you think we have here? All right, let's jumble them up. Yeah, let's jumble them up. Do you know what we could be making out of this? Let's see. This is, sorry? Okay, okay, try, try to put that together. Let's see. Yeah, he says harvest, let's see if you can make it. Yeah, how do you spell it? What comes first? H, okay, and what comes next? A, okay, what comes next? R, okay, what comes next? V, okay, what comes next? E and S and, whoo, put your hands together for them. That's wonderful. Now, if you look at it, it could mean anything. And I was just thinking about the word harvest. And I thought about home, where you go and you really feel welcome, where you feel this is my space, this is my place, I belong here. Now remember, if you have no water, the home becomes really uncomfortable. If you're a farmer, you'll begin to migrate to go somewhere else 
to find a more fertile place to plant. And then the A goes for appreciation. You can't have harvest without appreciating the goodness of God, what other people have done for you. If you are an employer, you have to appreciate your laborers, what they do for you. Okay, that's A for you. R has to do with roots. You want to hold that up? Roots. We are all rooted. You know, the earth carries everything else. We build our house on it. We grow our food on it. We do everything we like. Even when we are partying, we are partying on the earth. When we are sharing, we're sharing on the earth. So we are rooted somewhere. And if you have plants without roots, how do they even grow? How do they produce? Okay? And then we have our V, vineyard. We are the vineyard of God. God has planted us. God has blessed us. You know, there was a time God was frustrated with Israel. He said, what else can I do that I haven't done? I have planted the best of seeds. I have actually cut down the bushes. I have built a wall around it to protect it. And yet they are not producing what I expect. So as God's vineyard, Jesus said, I called you so that you might bear fruits. And then the E, the E stands for endurance. I don't know about you, but sometimes we really need patience. When life is not going the way we want it. If you're a farmer, I planted a, a, a couple of tomato plants. Thanks to Karen. Karen, your tomato is producing now. <laughs> she brought a couple of them and I planted them. So they are producing. Now, if I don't have endurance to wait until they start fruiting, I'll be frustrated and I'll dig them up and pull them out and throw them away. But I have waited and it's producing. So endurance is needed before a harvest. If you're praying for something, know that God has not forgotten you. And the S is for sharing. That's what we're doing here today. You know, thanks, um, Linda. When Linda sent uh, the first email, she said it's the harvest, what? Did you read that email? Harvest giving service, giving service. And I saw it, I said, Linda, no, it's harvest thanksgiving service. But actually, when I started thinking about it, I thought, yes, actually, it's about sharing. It's about giving. Giving what God has given you. When God gives you a seed to sow, you sow it, and it produces a harvest. And then the tea, oh, the big tea. The big T, who knows what the T will stand for now. That's the last one I'll ask you, congregation. Time, yes. If you have to be patient, you have to give it what? Time. Thank you, Matthew. Yes? T, the big T. Sorry? Together. Thank you very much, Lucas. Together, yes? That's very good because together we win. Together we produce more. Sorry? Okay? T, the big T. Thank you. It stands for thanksgiving. Thank you very much for that. It means, God, thank you for the life you have given me. Thank you for the church family I have around me. Thank you for the friends I have. Thank you for food on my table. Thank you for water flowing through my taps, Lord. Thank you. All right, shall we put our hands together for our friends? Thank you. You can go back. Thank you.
Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you very much, all of you. You have done fantastically well. Lovely. Oh, good. Thank you. Lovely. Okay, so that's very good for us to remember. But to bring it all together, it's all about the spirit of generosity. The spirit of what? Generosity. You know, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. So when we give, you know, we need to give cheerfully. If you're giving and you're unhappy about it, oh, take it now. <laughs> That's not real giving. You're, you're being, you know, and when you're giving it and you're holding it still, you know, I don't know whether to give it or not. You know, something happened my very first year in ministry. Um, you know, in, in our part, just like, you know, you have um, motorcycle taxis, okay? Cyclists that offer, um, you know, taxi service. And so when I had my licensing service, people were quite generous to me and I was able to put together some money and I thought to myself, my family, they were frustrated that I went into ministry because they were looking forward to this young man who has just graduated and is doing a good job and they are paying him well and he's helping the family and suddenly he comes home after a year or two to tell us that the Lord has called him. They were really frustrated. They said, no, this can't happen, you know. But I knew that was God. So what I did, actually, in order to help them, I used that money to buy a bike for taxis. And I gave it to someone to ride, and then we'll share the profit. But, you know, a few months after that, one of my young friends in ministry, he calls me daddy. <laughs> we have, the age group is not, age gap is not that many long, but he calls me daddy. So right from that time when I was in theological uh, education and he came in, he really began to look up to me. And the day he was being licensed, God said to me, give him that bike. Who is saying this to me? No way. <laughs> you know, give what? The bike? No, I couldn't do that. Because I already had my idea of what this was. It was an investment. And I left that service. I told myself, no, that couldn't be God. God cannot be that, you know, uncaring and not understanding my situation. But as I was going back home, I was restless. I got back home. I didn't know what to do. And when he came to visit me after he had finished, you know, everything, I said, when are you going back? He told me. I said, actually, when you're going, go with this bike. That was really very difficult. I'm sharing this to say to you, sometimes giving is not as easy. It's not as easy. But you know what? When I gave out that bike, I said, God, okay, you must give me another means of transportation. <laughs> Two years after that, when I was ministering in a different church, a member of the church went somewhere and paid for a car. 
and said, George, this is for you. Now, I gave a bike, but here the Lord was blessing me with something more than a bike. Now, generosity comes from where? The heart. It's not really about just what you're giving. You are really in the place where God is speaking to you and you're responding to God. God is speaking to you even when sometimes, you know, it might be tough. Like you are praying like the woman in the story in, in Second Kings where Isaiah went to this woman, First Kings actually, and went to her and said, I want some food. The woman said, no, 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 wait a minute. Actually, first of all, I said, I need some water. And the woman went to get water and Isaiah said, Elijah, I'm so sorry. Elijah said to, to her, you know what? When you're coming, could you get me a piece of bread? I'm hungry. The woman said, no way. I have just a handful of flour and I'm going to be baking for myself and my son. And this is the last meal. When we finish it, we know that's all. And Elijah said, okay, go on, go on, but just get me that little <laughs> slice of bread. And you know what? The Bible says this woman went to do that, and that flower never ceased to multiply. God continued to multiply what she had because she was responding to a call to help. So when we give to God, God actually is putting us in a position where we are getting ourselves ready for a blessing. If I have this pen and I want to give it out to Linda, I must be ready to give it. Now, Linda, take it from me, no? And I'm pulling it back. And I say, no, Linda, I can't give it to you. It's mine. But if I give it to Linda, my hand is empty. And I can then receive also. But when my hand is clenched with that pen, there's no space to receive anything. So even when we give offering in the church, it's not because God is needy. It's because we are actually responding in thanksgiving to God. Our offering is a way of saying, God, thank you for all you're doing for us. Our harvest is the time when we come back at the end of the year to say, God, for all that you have done, we are giving thanks. So the spirit of generosity is the spirit of equality. When Brian was reading that scripture, he says he doesn't want to overburden any one group or the other. He wants it so that, like it was in the Old Testament, when they gathered the manna, those who had more gave to those who didn't have. And it was equalizing. Everyone had the opportunity of receiving, and nobody had less. Those who had less received from those who had more. And those who had more gave away so that there was equality. So the spirit of generosity is actually the spirit that thinks of the other person. You're not just, it's not a selfish spirit. It's a spirit that's always willing to share. Remember when we talked about harvest? Sharing is one of it. So it's really that opportunity to share. 
And when God says, for example, give your tithes, your tithe is a tenth of all you have. Now, he's saying, take the whole nine parts of it. Just bring back a tenth of it. That's what really you're giving to the Lord. And God says, now when you do that, I'll bless you more. And you have more to give. I have a friend who went from giving a tithe to 20%, to 30%. She's kept going higher and higher. And God was blessing her more and more and more. And so the spirit of generosity is the spirit of selflessness. But above all is the spirit of love. I'm going to stop there because we can say more and more and more. But the spirit of generosity is the spirit of love. Remember John 3, 16. That's very special scripture. For God so loved the world that he did what? God so loved the world that he give, did what? He gave. So love gives. People could give without loving. Believe me. People could give. You can see the person sitting by Asda and you throw a pound. That doesn't particularly mean that you love them. But you cannot love without giving. You can give without what? Loving. But you cannot love without giving. The person you love, you're ready to sacrifice for. You're ready to give everything. And if God loves us and has given us the best of all, our salvation in Christ, we are expected to love God back. And if God is providing for us, God expects us to give everything. Now, what I mean by everything is let your heart be ready to give and bless the work of the Lord and bless the people around you and check out those who are struggling and be a blessing to them. Amen? And that's what the spirit of generosity is. It causes growth to happen. It causes peace between communities, between neighbors. It was very sad the other day, I think it was just yesterday I read in the news of a man who went and clubbed down his neighbor. And I was like, wow, how could a human being do that? And the police came and arrested him. But someone has died. Love does not do that. Love will want to do well to the neighbor. And I pray today, Christ Church will continue, in fact, to increase. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, there is the person who withholds and then gets into deeper poverty. But there's a person who shares and receives even more. So the more we share, the more we receive. It's antithetic. It's, it's, you know, it, it doesn't look like common sense. Because when you give, you're losing something. But the Bible says, cast your bread upon the water. After many days, you will find it. Because when you're giving, you're actually sowing. And when there's a sowing, there's eventually going to be what? A harvest. And I pray this will really stick with us today. That God is calling us to have a spirit of generosity. Go back home and sit back and read this scripture. 
Proverbs 11, 23 to 28, and 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 15. I've not had time to go deep into them, but read it for yourself and allow the Lord to speak to you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you today, Lord, for your call to generosity, your call for us to be people who give. And so we pray today, Lord, that you will help us to triumph over stinginess. You help us to triumph over, Lord Almighty, spitefulness. The Lord will be able to be givers. Because scripture says more blessed to give than to receive. Father, Lord, we pray today that as we reflect on these words, we will grow in our generosity. And the Holy Spirit that is the greatest of givers will make that spirit of generosity to grow in us, the spirit of love. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. May your name be exalted today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.